If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? I got to change the oil in my car. Right now, get five quarts of Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic with an STP Extended Life Oil Filter for only $36.99. What do I do with my old oil? We can recycle your used oil for free. And do you have oil for my old work truck? You can find the right high mileage oil to help it go farther right here at AutoZone. Restrictions apply. This is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. The two teams that we thought all along were going to be jockeying for position in the AFC North are jockeying for position in the AFC North. Ravens and Bengals both get a win in Week 7. The Ravens over the division rival Cleveland Browns. So, as always, let's start with our brethren in the division. 4-3 and three for the Ravens. They needed that win, but Jacob... That team likes blowing football games. Oh, they, they really should do. have blown that football game, but the Browns said, no. We're gonna no blow one blows it. football games like us, even if you are our former selves, and that can get very confusing. But we're going to blow this one more than you blow at Baltimore. So, ha, take that. But I worry about the Ravens' ability to close out games, and I worry that it's going to be their undoing, maybe not in the division race, maybe not in a wild card race, but eventually in, in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, this time, you know, last week we were saying when Lamar Jackson threw that interception for the Giants and then they went down the field and scored a touchdown off of Saquon Barkley and the Ravens had a chance again to go back up, but Lamar fumbled the ball. Not great. This time they go down the field. It wasn't Lamar who fumbled, but they're having trouble just holding on to the football or, or – we're not giving the football away to the opponent to at least give them the chance to win the game because, again, we know the Ravens ended up winning that game. But the Ravens need to look at themselves in the mirror and say, what is going on? Why can we not hold on to these leads anymore? They're, it's troublesome, to say the least, if you're a Ravens fan, to wonder why you're having such a struggle to close games out like this. Uh, Lamar Jackson did not turn the ball over, which right. is a nice change of pace for the Ravens. The Ravens actually didn't have any turnovers in that game, which no. is big for them. Nope, not a fumble, not an interception at all. No, the Ravens did turn it over. The end of the game. They they were driving down the field on the goal line, or I guess in the red zone, and uh, the running back... Um, yeah, why can't I see fumble recoveries here? Oh, the running yeah, back, uh, yep, yep, Justice yep, yep, Hill. Yep, yep. Justice Hill fumbled. They were, I was looking at interceptions only. I thought it was total turnovers. But, yeah, fumbled by Justice Hill, and ugh, it was— Again, I said it wasn't Lamar's fault, but Which is, a, which is the good change of pace because Lamar had been throwing some back-breaking interceptions. But they're having trouble not giving the ball away when they have the lead or they have the chance to put the game away. Also, Lamar Jackson, I mean, P.U. Stone cold in terms of— 
his name in the race for MVP now, right? Oh, my God. I thought he was the runaway favorite after two weeks, and now he's just like, he's not even top 10, I don't think. No, I don't think so. 120 yards through the air, 9 for 16. Oh, that's fine, right? He ran for 300 on the ground then. 59 yards on the ground. 5.9 average, but he only ran the ball 10 times. Uh, that's not Lamar. Is he hurt? That's not Lamar he was dealing with an injury. Do you think that that was maybe more of a factor than people may have, have thought know. heading into the game? I don't want to make an excuse for him like that, but the Ravens can't win legitimately if he's not going to be a superhero. No. They don't have the people around him to... Well, the running game's pretty strong, but there's just no star on that team other than him and the connection to Andrews. I'll say this. You know what I always interpret the MVP to be? Maybe he deserves his name in there, but maybe not just because he's playing so horribly, right? Like, if he was hurt and they were doing this bad, then you could say, oh, he's clearly the MVP because they're doing Is so much Is this your, like, far-fetched theory that you were trying to get off the ground when Watt got hurt? Yeah. And you're like, maybe and, he's the deep point because he's so it. important. But this isn't it because he's still out there and he's playing this badly and they're losing games or almost losing games because of it. Betting on yourself has been a theme in the sports world this year. Aaron Judge did it in baseball, turned down 280-plus guaranteed and said, no, you know what, Yankees, we'll talk again after this season that I'm about to have. Boom, AL home run record. Lamar Jackson's the same thing. You know what, I like all this other guaranteed money that some quarterbacks around the league that have not won MVP awards have gotten, and I think I deserve that. So, you know what, I'm going to kind of be staunch in my negotiations as my own agent, and I'm not going to cave in a little bit. We're going to... We're going to bet on myself, and we'll talk again next year. That bet ain't working out. No, it's not. It looked phenomenally done at the beginning of the season. And the, through, like, the first three weeks, And it could yeah. still bounce back. Possibly. And, and you know what? It, he's at the point now, too, where he's it's known that he can do everything statistically. If he has a pedestrian year statistically, but then goes crazy in the playoffs and gets to a Super Bowl— that's almost more valuable, I think, oh, yeah. for the contract than if he just went buku MVP season again but then lost to the Bills in, in the, the first, first round or something like that. Mm-hmm. So well, I think yeah, it's, it's more geared towards now you need to make runs. Like, we get it. You're a stats guy. You put up numbers. You're a video game. Let's win some football games. Yeah, now. his criticisms have been he can't win games at the end, right? He turns the ball over. Turns the ball over. Not, a, gets, good pa- not he, a good passer in the clutch. He gets hurt quite frequently because of his style of play. And he doesn't win in the playoffs. All fair right now. Yeah, absolutely. But I'd still, but I think, I'd I still think draft him top five if I was starting a franchise right I now. I think, too, say say the, well, he he gets hurt and he turns balls over in the, at the end of games. If those stay constant, but if he has a playoff run this year, that's the most important one. That's the most important one. Looking at the other shoe, the Brownies, mm-hmm. they fall to two and five now. And yeah, you know what their last win was, right? I do. Thursday night football against yeah, your Pittsburgh Steelers and Mitch Trubisky's last full game as the Steelers starting quarterback. But they're two and five. They are in third place, tied for third place, a little tiebreaker with that win over the Steelers for the basement of the AFC North. Uh those teams are now at five losses apiece while the front runners are at three losses apiece. So you find yourselves now down two games to the Bengals and the Ravens. I think the separation has begun between the top half and the bottom half of this division. And I think people were kind of expecting one of the Steelers or the Browns to hang on. The Browns stay afloat, and then Deshaun comes back, or the Steelers are a little bit better than people expected them to be, Coach Tomlin. 
you know, steals a couple wins, which New England and Miami were probably a couple of those wins that he could have stolen and had the record look a lot better and be sitting right there with that top half of the division. But that hasn't been the case. And now I think, you know, the tectonic plates are moving where it's going to be the Bengals and the Ravens that are now going to be in the hunt for playoff positions, both wildcard and the North, and they'll be fighting for the North pretty much all year long. Yeah, I don't see it playing out really any other way. Um, we'll talk about the Bengals very shortly. I'm more impressed with the Bengals this week than any of the other AFC North teams. Yeah, well, Baltimore, again, almost lost their game, almost fumbled it away. They didn't, but they almost did once again. And by doing so, would have lost another game after holding on to a fourth-quarter lead or having a fourth-quarter lead. The Browns lost, so the Browns are obviously not great. They've lost, what, four in a row? Is that what you said? Yeah, because they were 2-1 and one after the Steeler game. Mm-hmm. So I haven't won since week three, which now seems like a decade ago. And yeah, the Bengals, uh, they allowed some points by Atlanta. 17. Yeah. All in the second quarter. But never were in trouble of losing that game. So I think I think right now you're seeing the separation between the Bengals and the Ravens compared to the Steelers and the, and the, and the Browns. But I think... Because of how little I can trust the Ravens right now, that the Bengals are the front runner for the. Division. I kind of trust the Bengals more, even though the Ravens beat the Bengals just a couple of weeks ago. I think the Bengals pay that back when the Ravens have to go to Cincinnati, and Joe Burrow just might be a cat that heats up, man. Like he just might need, you know, a little bit six of, seven yeah. weeks under his belt. As the season gets later and later, he's going to get better and better. He was, I think, the best player on a football field yesterday. Well, so they started what? They started 0 and 2 and now since then they're 4 and 3 now. They're 4 and 1. Yes. What the what? one loss being against Baltimore. Yeah. In Baltimore. In a game that they really that was could close. have won yeah. and Joe Burrow again had them up late in the football it game. It was just Justin Tucker just Justin God. Tucker being the goat. Yeah. But Burrow man <laughs> the Super Bowl hangover narrative has been attached to both them and the Rams because of their slow starts. But if you really focus on what's going on in Cincinnati. Their offense hasn't been great, except for this past game against Atlanta, and maybe it's going to start to click now. But Burroughs pretty much willed them to be in a position to win almost all, almost all of their games mm-hmm. this year. So, like, I mean, I mean, record-wise, it right, is kind of a hangover. And two. They're 4-2. They they're should be 5-1 because... And one four because and they definitely should have beat the Steelers. Sorry, they're 4-3. and three. They He was be the up Steelers, on the Cowboys right. late, and the defense let the Cowboys back into it. He was up on the Ravens late. And the defense let the Ravens back. So that's right there, your three losses for the Bengals. Easily could have been wins. Um, I think that they're the team that I now am flipping. And I know at the beginning of the year I said that the Ravens were going to win the division. I I think it's going to be the Bengals now. I think they are the better team. And he is such a phenomenal quarterback, man. I saw that he is the only quarterback in NFL history to have over 500-plus total yards and four touchdowns total twice. Ever? Ever. Wow. And he's only in his third year, fourth year? I've heard his first year. Last year was his great year, third year. Third year, wow. I mean, he's, a great, he's a great quarterback. A great quarterback. And, and and the offense, too. I mean, we talked about the offensive weapons in Pittsburgh, but Joe Mixon not having his best year, but those three receivers continually live up to the hype of when they are year in and year out for the last two or three years being called the best receiver trio in the NFL. 
It doesn't matter who who has the hot hand, right? Like that's that's the issue that we're trying to create in Pittsburgh, saying, "Oh, you have Deontay who could be really good, and Claypool who could be really good, and Pickens who could be really good, and Najee who could be really good, and Pat who is really good, but doesn't always get a ton of targets because he's at the tight end." It's different in Cincinnati because those guys are always really good. Whether it's T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, or or Jamar Chase, and you saw it this past week. This past week it was it was Tyler Boyd. Two weeks ago it was Jamar Chase. Uh, weeks before that it was T. Higgins. I mean, all week in week out, one of those guys steps up. So it's kind of the, it's kind of like what you want to happen in Pittsburgh, where okay, well maybe Deontay doesn't have his best game, but Claypool went off for 150 yards and a touchdown. That's not what happens, but that happens in Cincinnati. Like this last week, Boyd caught. 150 yards and two touchdowns. And Jamar Chase still managed to get, I think, a touchdown on his own and 90 yards or something like that. Yeah, they're the only wide receiver that didn't actually go off was, was T. Higgins. Higgins. But he still had it like not a whole He had like 93 game. yards, but still, I picked him in fantasy and Sorry, picked the you? wrong freaking Bengals wide receiver. I always picked the wrong wide receiver. Yeah, let me just go those numbers real quick. Tyler Boyd, eight catches, 155 yards, a touchdown. Jamar Chase, <laughs> 130, eight catches, 130 yards, two touchdowns. T. Higgins, five catches for 93 yards. Not horrible. No. I mean, that's what you want to see out well, of the Well, when your quarterback Steelers. throws for 484. Right. That's what you want to see is Deontay, eight catches, 155 yards, a touchdown. Maybe Claypool, eight catches, 90 yards, but two touchdowns. The problem is the straw that's stirring the drink is... Yeah. There's no Steelers Joe have one Pittsburgh. of those paper straws uh-huh. that the hippies will give you to drink out of, and they collapse after like five sips, uh-huh. and that's just you know th- Dissolves, it could turn yeah. into a plastic straw. Pittsburgh. Yeah. I'm not saying that he's he's completely a lost cause, but I mean we're talking metallic like Yeti level right. straw when we're looking at Joe Burrow. So Bengals get to four and three. They're tied with the Ravens, but are behind in the division because of that tiebreaker. They're sitting at the eight seed right now. When it comes to the wild card picture. They've got the Browns on the road after a bye this coming week. Okay. Then they could win that game easily. They could easily win that game. Wait, no bye. They're just going to the Browns on Monday. Doesn't matter. It's Monday Night Football. Doesn't matter. It could be spooky, though. I don't know. (laughs) Panthers. That's a win. At Steelers. Yeah, that's TJ might be back. I'll say that. TJ might be back, and Joe Burrow's not going to like seeing TJ Watt. No. Well, he didn't like it the first time either. At Tennessee, Kansas City. Schedule starts to get a little bit tougher then at that so point. That's but when they might know. have a lot of momentum at that right. point as well. Right, they so. could have stacked a lot of wins by that point. So I w- I'm worried. Of, I would be worried about the Bengals the most. I said any- earlier, I said just a couple minutes ago, I said I have more faith in the Bengals right now than I do the Ravens. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. The New York teams are taking the league by storm. Let's start with the 6-1 and one Giants, who were once again down significantly in the football game and came storming back in the fourth quarter to beat Jacksonville in Jacksonville. Steelers fans know, no matter how good or bad Jacksonville is, that's always a tricky spot to go down always. and play. As, I mean, ask the Steelers, ask the Colts. 
it's always tough to play in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. It's like the Bermuda Triangle in a lot of ways <laughs> of NFL stadiums. But Brian Dable has got himself a culture, and he's got himself a locker room that is bought the hell in in New York. Yes. That team would run through a wall for that guy. It's exactly he, what you thought Dan Campbell could have done in Detroit. And, and I still think might do, but... I, now he is one and five. One win. Yeah. You're getting in trouble getting fired if you have back-to-back years that are pretty bad like that. But Dable comes in and hits the ground running. He might be the closest thing to a, a true quarterback whisperer that we have in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. Works with Josh Allen. Completely changes his game. Mm-hmm. Allen deserves a lot of credit, too, of course. It's a two-way street. But yes. There's no question that the timeline matches up that once Dable got his hands on the Josh Allen clay, he started to mold it into a much more uh, all-around quarterback and a legit threat to become an MVP in this league. Now with Danny Dimes in New York, all he would do before is throw interceptions and fumble the ball. Mm -hmm. He does not turn the ball over anymore. He uses the offense's strengths. Saquon Barkley is that offense— Yep, but it's impressive to be six and one with the lacking in talent you have in the receiving game. Like I give a lot of credit to what he's been able to do with Daniel Jones in just his one year of working with him in New York. And as you keep stacking wins, you're just gonna get a more and more confident Daniel Jones out of the Giants. So they're in a really interesting spot where they didn't pick up their fifth year options on both Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. So you have to wonder what are they going to do with those two pillars? I think Barkley's a no-brainer. You got to yeah, have that to. guy's the center of your franchise 100%. forever now. But man, like if Daniel Jones goes thirteen and four, what do you? What do you? Well, I think that, I think here? I think you're in a good position because I don't think teams really recognize Daniel Jones as the reason they're five and one or six and one. I agree so with I don't th- that. I don't think teams will be clamoring to get Daniel Jones away from New York. But I'm telling you right now, he's higher on the list than people think for the reason why they're winning. He's effective on the ground. And again, I think the biggest key is he used to fumble all the freaking time. And he's just, all he's just not like turning wild. the ball over anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think Dable has really influenced him to become a better quarterback. And there's no question he's got the moxie to play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. I know that because of the amount of comeback wins they've been a part of this year. He's not panicking. Now, he's not being asked to do much. That last drive against Jacksonville, a 10-play drive, Saquon ran it nine times. But I kind of respect being able to check an ego at the door. Not to say he had an ego, but every starting quarterback in the NFL has a little bit of an ego. You can check that at the door a bit and just kind of be a serviceable piece and not a superstar. Is that what you want out of your number eight overall pick? No. But you wanted to be a stud. Dable yeah. wasn't the coach that picked him at number eight overall. So. Right. He, he wasn't even near that franchise at the time. But he's well, with what he has, he's making the most of it. And they're 6-1, and one, and, dude, looking at their schedule, there might be a one-loss Giants team rolling into Jerry World on Thanksgiving. So, Seahawks? Seattle, I think they lose. Because they, lose. they just beat the Chargers. Like, Are uh-oh. the Chargers bad, too? Maybe a bit of both, but like I think Seattle. Your could... boy Justin Herbert, the one you've been. Well, he's got a rib injury. But dark okay. horse AFC or NFC West, Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. I mean, not dark horse. They're leading the division right now. I know. So like, well, it's still a dark horse because they got to sustain that. 
Yeah, I, I guess. Think, I think the Niners get back on track at, at some point, right? Like, that was a bad loss for a great it's defense. A Kansas City, that's a bad loss. They do that though. Kansas City does that. Yeah, I guess so. They didn't do it against Buffalo, but they went buck wild against Tampa Bay, which is another great defense. Yeah, it's true. Anyways, but getting back to the Giants, so they have the Seahawks. That's a tricky one. But hosting the Texans, you got to win that game. Hosting the Lions, you got to win that game. So I think at worst they're eight and two. You're looking at eight and two. Which turns our amazing 4.30 time slot dinner time Thanksgiving football game into right. one of the games of the year all of a sudden where I saw that on the schedule and I said, oh, great. The we got to watch another again. crap Thanksgiving game. Now it's got juice, right? Like, oh, now, now it's excited. a great game. You're watching those two helmets in pregames and you're like, oh, this is this is Thanksgiving, This, is, this isn't anything to just frown upon and just be like, oh, I'm just going to eat and drink some beer and then have football on the back. Hopefully the Lions keep it close. Right. The Jets, his Lions Bills oh earlier in the God. day. Just stack Josh Allen and Stefan yeah. Diggs and all your fantasy platforms, folks. I mean, yeah, 100%. I'm just looking ahead right now. It's the best game that we have that day because of the night game. Sneaky, though. I mean, yeah. Belichick, Pats, Pats Vikings. You yeah. know the Vikings will keep that close. Yeah, Kirk will keep They'll it close. either be losing late and come back or they'll let the Patriots back in the game. It's a shame that ESPN isn't broadcasting the game because even though it's on a Thursday, if it's like a Monday Night Football crew, he could have the yips from that. <laughs> I'll still have the yips because it's prime time and it's yeah. under the lights. Ooh, we're getting too excited though. It's still a couple weeks away. We gotta we gotta keep the turkey in the oven. All right, it's all not right. it's not ready yet. It's not ready yet. The Jets, on the other hand, have arrived on the defensive side of the ball at least. Well, I don't know. Because, They're a good defense, dude. Yeah, I get that. But yeah, Ripian, the Denver Broncos, Denver, who just is it the worst offense in football right now? Well, they upgraded a quarterback this past week by going to Brett Ripian. Yeah. Is that really that much of a joke? Like, it is. It's Don't get joke. me wrong. I was being comedic there, but is it that much of a stretch? I don't know. I uh, Was Russ going to put up more than nine points? I don't know. Well, Russ was upset that he wasn't allowed to play. Did you see that earlier yeah, in the week? Yeah, I'm tired of Russ. You know I what? think so, too. Did you hear about, um, Tim Benz brought this up, that Marshawn Lynch and, uh, Marshawn Lynch and, um, They're all doing it. Every ex player, every ex person, and in Seattle. Richard Sherman were both saying, "I I'd like to check in with Russ because I don't know if he's doing well mentally." And then Richard Marshawn said that, and then Richard Sherman said, "You're gonna have to go through his agent if you want to talk to him." And Marshawn said, "I went to battle with this dude. If I have to go through somebody else just to talk to you, I'm not. You're not my guy anymore." But apparently, that's what Russ is dem- like. Russ, you can't just reach out to Russ. It's anymore. just being so clear that like. They didn't like him in no. Seattle, even when they were winning and right. they were Legion of Boom. And like, you know what I think it, it partially it was? Maybe Russ was not the greatest guy. No, I think what, that's what, what I helped, think that's what's coming what out. What led to it too was the Legion of Boom were the reasons why they went to those back to back Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And then Russ kind of got that you know credit for it. And I do think he was probably the best player in franchise history. But although Bobby Wagner might have something to say about that, but. It's just, I could see that kind of, you know, irk them a little bit and then compound that with him just not being that great of a guy. So he's getting all the credit and he's not that great of a guy. I could see why the saltiness is I bad. mean, this is going to go down as one of the worst, if if things continue this way. Worst trade signings ever. ever. If not the worst. Seattle. Because of just... how much you spent to get him. But get, flipping it back to New York. He... <laughs> now Seattle's winning <laughs> and their pick that they got from Denver is going to be even better. Now flipping it back to New York, yeah, they won the game, but they lost Brees Hall for the year. They lost Brees Hall for the year. That's a huge problem because I don't think they have a quarterback, at least yet, in Zach Wilson. 
but they got a defense, dude. Quinn and Williams up front. So oh, I mean, so, why was Nathaniel Hackett throwing to Sauce Gardner all game long? I, was you, that an Urban Meyer thing where he was like, "Who's this number one outside for the Jets?" It's kind of a miracle. Six they games, he's looking pretty good. Only one interception on the day. Well, that last play into yeah. the end zone, Sauce Gardner just ripped it right out mm-hmm. of his hands and then laid on the ground. He's a stud. I mean that that dude's trying yeah, to be you the knew, best corner. You knew in coming football. out of college this past year that he was a stud. The Jets crushed the past couple of drafts, and I think that's why it's adding up. Them. Yeah, yeah, they're just all around they're just a good a roster. quarterback away, maybe. I could still see them sneak in the seven seed or something this year, though. No, even without I, I the quarterback. You already have five wins through the first seven weeks. That's not an easy thing to fumble away. Exactly. So, I could see the Jets definitely sneaking still into the playoffs. Uh, some other action. Looking down, about- before we do that, next week is a really interesting matchup. It's in New York, but it's Pats at Jets, and then it's Bills at Jets. Belichick. Oh, you know what's weird? You smell that? Belichick. He's it's, it's Pats at Jets, Bills at Jets. The Jets have their bye, and then it's Jets at Pats right back at it. That's annoying. Belichick's going to hand them two straight losses. Two out of three, yeah. He loves beating the Jets. They get the Bears, though. That's a winnable game. The Vikings on the road could be tricky. Bills on the road, that's a loss. Lions at home, Jags at home, Seahawks on the road, Dolphins at home. It's not an easy schedule. I but could find ten wins there. I could find five, five more wins. Five more wins? There. Yeah. One against the Patriots, I think. Either the way, Bears, either way, you're trending in the right direction. The and Lions this season has been a the Jaguars, maybe. So that's four. I think you can get to. Before we get out of here, though, we got to talk about what in the world is going on with our goats. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Tom Brady. <laughs> what the heck, man, dude? Taylor Henneke, the Green Lizard's back, baby. The Commanders, the Commies. Getting a, you can't go into an NFC East team stadium and expect to win on Sundays anymore. That's the NFC beast for a reason. But in all seriousness, man, what the heck are the Packers doing on the offense? What was the, Do you what know was... no one has thrown the ball at or behind the line of scrimmage more in the NFL this year than Aaron Rodgers? I thought that was the Pittsburgh Steelers role. I thought the Pittsburgh Steelers do that. Why are you not letting Aaron Rodgers <laughs> throw the ball? Because did you well, did you see when they were trying to end their attempt, they were still down and they eventually scored a touchdown to bring it within two points, but they were down, I believe, 23-14 at the time. He had this great read with one of his receivers named Rodgers. I forget his first name. Um, but it was a Rodgers-to-Rodgers connection. Aaron rolled out of the pocket, made eye contact with his guy. The guy knew to go down the field and just drop the ball. It wasn't as bad as the Mike Evans drop, but it was something that Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers did regularly, and maybe that's why he just can't trust his guys to catch the ball anymore. Yeah, I think Aaron had some to blame for taking all that money, for pushing Adams out. But Green Bay needed to figure that out because they needed a playmaker like but I Adams. Think... Or they needed to try to aggressively replace. Like, uh-huh. package those picks that you had, trade up, get Chris Olave. Because Chris Olave's balling out with Andy Dalton as his quarterback. Right. So, like, I do as as bad as get Aaron George Rogers... Pickens. Like, who... Who knows right, what he would be right. looking like with Rodgers just I mean, clearly him. the Watson, Christian Watson thing is not working out. For now. Maybe he's just a number two. Maybe he's just a three. He's clearly not going to be one of these several number ones uh-huh. that were picked in this draft class. But I think the worst loss was Tampa to Carolina. By far. Carolina and, loses Christian McCaffrey. And on top of that, before you go on, I'll say... More faith in Rodgers bouncing back, getting to the playoffs, being a threat than yeah. Tampa Bay and Tom right, right now, yeah. which is, oh my, I almost fainted who's saying gonna, that. Who's going to win that division? Carolina's game back. Wait till Baker comes back. <laughs> yeah, wait till Baker takes over. You know what I do feel bad for, though? 
the Saints and Jameis Winston. If he didn't have those back fractures, yeah. I wonder what they'd be at. Because right they now. started off what two and one, and, and now they they're score. two and five. The biggest problem against Arizona this week was Dalton wouldn't stop throwing pick sixes. Now maybe Jameis Winston's not the best guy to come in to not throw pick sixes, mm-hmm. but the Saints strike me as a team that could have really made a lot of hay if Winston just had a healthy season. But I think that's just who Winston is now, man. He's but just I mean, not a healthy quarterback. No, and I don't know if he's very good even when healthy. I don't know if you have to be really good to win this division, though. No, you don't, because your leading team right now only has three wins. Yeah, it's the what? The Bucks and the uh, the Falcons are tied for first place still. Yeah, you know what the hilarious thing is, and I saw this last week, too? They're tied for the division lead, the Bucks and the Falcons, but because the Bucks have the lead... They're the fourth team, and the Falcons are the ninth team. That's just the <laughs> difference there. I think a week ago, a week ago. Oh, that's right. There's going to be an AFC or NFC South team that hosts a playoff game. Yeah, oh, I think a no. week ago, the Fal- it was the same deal where Tampa and Atlanta were tied for the division. Tampa was fourth, but Atlanta was like 11th in the NFC standings. One last food for thought. Yeah. You're finally ready to yield that the Titans are just going to be a stable force that takes the AFC South? Well, okay, so good that you got the win on the Colts. Sweep the Colts It now. wasn't. Yeah, isn't that crazy that you've Your six you've games done in, you've got the two Colts wins already under right. your belt. It wasn't the prettiest game, but you've It's, it's you've now, never the prettiest game with Mike Rabel? Come on. It's very true. He it lives matter. for these disgusting games. But yeah, I mean, you've swept the Colts. I think Rabel would rather lo- win in overtime than win by, like, 30 points. Like, if he was up by 14 mm-hmm. touchdowns, I think he'd rather he, like, let the other team in the that, game. Man. I don't want that. Be like, let's get this that. coin flip and let's win this game in overtime, baby. Mm-hmm. So come he, on, come on, just admit it. They're going to win no, this game. No, I, I have They're no problem doing that. I mean, we were we were high on the Jaguars earlier to start this year. We've obviously cooled down on They're them a, year a away. lot. Yeah. And the Colts, ugh. I'm just not going to trust Matt Ryan. No, you can't. I don't like. And touch, Frank I don't Reich. like trusting Tannehill I think, either. I but... think Frank Reich is gone after this year. So Tannehill's the best quarterback to. in that division right now. Davis Mills, maybe Trevor Lawrence. Trevor, okay, I like Trevor. Trevor's a good pick. Worst quarterback division in football. What about the NFC South? The, okay. N- the hey, South, the Souths I mean, are both horrible. I get what you're saying, but like the, it's tough because you got the, the go. goat still. You in got there. the goat, but he's got to be in there. Somewhere. His season right now is not great, and then you look at Andy Dalton, um, Marcus Mariota, and then the and Baker Mayfield, PJ Walker, and yeah. maybe Sam Darnold still to come. Experiment in Carolina. The South, both. I just across the board, the Souths are really. You know, it's interesting. The Souths and both conferences are the worst. And in the same way, the Wests are equally disappointing. They are a little bit disappointing this year, but the because West is home to the best quarterback in football. The yeah. NFC West and Geno Smith and the Seattle <laughs> Okay. Okay. I mean, like the Chargers. Very disappointing start to the season. The, the Broncos, Broncos are the biggest disappointment of the of NFL the season, season. Yeah, for sure. I still think the Raiders might have a little something, something to say about that. Maybe. I mean, they only beat the Texans this week, so right, nothing but too impressive. They put up points, and okay, we'll see. And then you look at the NFC side of things. The Rams Niners really Rams disappointing. The Cardinals, I think, are a done team. I Even though they, they won it. this week on Thursday Night Football, yeah, didn't impress you at all. Modern Warfare Two just came out, so Kyler's going to be more. Did more you again? Did you see someone call him out saying? Modern Warfare just came out this week, so you have to make sure you're limiting his screen time compared to getting ready for games. He put up 42. 
His defense did score 14 of those 42, though, right. against the New Orleans Saints. Did you miss any of our show today? You can download full episodes of all of our SNR podcasts, shows like The Drive, In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, The Steelers Blitz with Wes and Motes, and The Steelers Standard with myself and Jacob, as well as many more. They're all available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back again on Wednesday. We'll keep breaking down the Steelers as they march into the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles Stadium for their matchup on Sunday. And we'll also deliver our power rankings of Week 8 on Wednesday. He's Jacob Brecht. I'm Tom Opperman. This has been the Steelers Standard. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.